the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Monday. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Glad to have you guys here with me. Tensions are really, really high in Minnesota tonight. I'm glad to have you guys here with me, though. I'm happy, excited every time. Monday's my favorite day of the week because after I get to chill here in beautiful San Diego, recharge my batteries, then I get to come in, you guys, and hit it hard for the week and get to share this amazing time in our nation with you guys. Keep our heads together. Keep our heads down, legs grinding towards a renewal of conservatism in this country and just get to discuss all the hot topics of the day with you guys. So I'm glad and honored, as always, to have you here with me. We will be taking your calls tonight if you want to weigh in on your thoughts, if you watched any of the closing arguments today in the extraordinary comments from the judge in the Chauvin case. We're going to get into some of those details as we are on on uh, protest watch. We are on Maxine Walters Waters riot watch to see what other violence she can incite. We're also going to be taking you back to what was supposed to be uh, the, and we still have, do we still have barbed wire and fences around the Capitol on the basis of what happened on January 6th? We got to breaking news about what was supposed to be such a deadly insurrection on January 6th. We're going to bring you some of the truth about that and other topics like the Supreme Court. You guys might not have heard about uh, some days, uh, a couple of announcements from the Supreme Court today. Sometimes it's not what they say when they hear a case. Sometimes it's the fact that they decided not to hear the case at all that really sends a chill up your spine. So we're going to give you guys a couple updates on the on the Supreme Court today. Our good friend Brian Maloney from Red Wave America will be here and stop the scalpings to share his perspective. And again, we would love to hear from you. 888-344-1170. We are straight, streaming live on Facebook right now on the Answer San Diego page. I'm going to share that over to our favorite group, Caniacs, of which the group of which you can see spelled here on my T-shirt. The man is with me every night of the week, no matter what. He's recharged his batteries and now he's good to go. It's DJ Potato Skins. We have a gentleman. Yesterday, I met in this very room with DJ Potato Skins. At this point, Andrea, I'm wondering if there's even a purpose for the Supreme Court because they don't even hear cases anymore. Well, they, they, they hear cases that seem to make it easy for them, whether, first of all, it justifies their salary. And uh, they, you know, they got to do something a few months out of the year, right? And, um, but it's gotten to where uh, every, if you understand that every institution of ours has been politicized and is pushing an agenda, if you thought that maybe the Supreme Court wasn't, 
it's just as it's just as corrupted at this point as our military is now. We don't have one institution that's that's left. And in particular, when you look at what's happening in this jury situation, in the Chauvin trial, it's something I've been talking about for years now, that the left had been amassing more and more and more power to the judiciary, to the courts, to our Department of Justice, because it involved a whole lot of people that were unelected or people that had lifetime appointments, people people that were shielded from any accountability whatsoever from the American voter. Um, I tell you who's also shielded from any accountability is any Democrat in Congress, right? I'm old enough to remember that my president was impeached for the second time. Falsely accused of inciting an insurrection, a deadly insurrection at the Capitol. We're going to get into the sickening, the sickening, sick, sick Nick hoax uh, hoax a little bit later in the show. But President Trump was falsely accused of inciting an insurrection, falsely accused of violence happening in a Capitol. And again, I'll get it. I'll get into exactly how deadly that Capitol riot was. Republicans. Like Liz Cheney, who just just a couple days ago was saying that President Trump did something worse than any president has ever done in the history of the United States, that he incited a violent insurrection. She's yet. Y'all catch me up. If I missed it today, did I see Liz Cheney come out today and calling for the removal of Maxine Waters from Congress, who flew not to her own district, but flew to Minneapolis and over the weekend literally incited violence. And you know what? The mob listened Two National Guard. People were shot at. She directly caused violence. And she did this. When Trump did a rally on January 6th, first of all, he didn't incite any violence. He told everybody to march peacefully. So he was he was falsely accused of crimes that he didn't commit. It was not after 10 months of all these pro-Trump people going around, burning down buildings and looting and rioting everywhere. She goes in the middle of violence, in the middle of riots, in the middle of looting that is coming on the we're almost at a year of, the, of violence and rioting and looting, which is happening daily, by the way, in Portland and other places, and incites more violence. I haven't heard Liz Cheney calling for her to be removed. I tell you what we did, who did call her out on that today, was the judge. The judge, a couple of comments that he had to say today. He was after she had lit and she literally said in her calls to violence that they would not accept anything but a murder, uh, but a murder conviction because manslaughter is, is available for the jury. So we've got a congresswoman pressuring a jury, threatening a jury for an outcome. And don't tell me for a second that the jury wasn't aware and has not heard and does not know that Maxine Waters was that Congressman Maxine Waters was not out there on the streets saying there there needs to be violence she didn't say the V word, but they, but they wouldn't. But what do you think it means when somebody says we will not accept anything but a murder charge from this jury? That's not jury tampering. So, of course, the defense today went to the judge and asked for a mistrial. And his response was astounding to me. He's getting a lot of credit for the fact that he that he busted Maxine Waters and and said that her comments were and I want to quote him here abhorrent and disrespectful to the rule of law and to the judicial branch and to our functions. I wish elected officials would stop talking about this case. He also went on to say that the to to the defense attorneys that Maxine Waters in her comments had given them grounds for appeal. And then he denies a mistrial. 
Can you, can you, uh, uh, you're not an attorney. Does that make sense to you, Potato Skins? He would, he would say, you've got grounds here for an appeal for Maxine Waters, but I'm not going to grant you a mistrial. You're just contradicting yourself. Right. Maybe he, you know, maybe he needs to look under that robe for some manhood because it's clear that there were grounds for a mistrial here. He went on to say uh, that, that the opinions of Congress people doesn't matter much. They don't matter much. When we have many elected officials going, you don't, that's astounding to me. Where did this guy get his law degree? Murray's House of Learning? What do you mean uh, the, uh, the opinion of a congressperson doesn't matter much? And if it didn't matter much, then why would he say, I wish they would stop talking about the case? Right? Because if their opinions didn't matter, he wouldn't have bothered to mention it. He wouldn't have said that it was grounds for an appeal. It does matter. Then he went on to say something even more boneheaded. He went on to say that they trust the jurors. The jurors have been instructed to not pay attention or be influenced by anything going on outside, and he trusts them. Oh, <laughs> there's already reports, by the way, that that uh, that there's media outlets been involved. I, I mean, did we not find out the sequestered jury of, of OJ? How many of them knew everything that was going on? Nothing to see here, Andrea. Nothing to see here, right. And juries never talk amongst themselves, right? They follow every rule. <laughs> this guy, this guy, you know, makes Judge Eat. What was his name? I, know, I didn't watch any of the OJ trial, but there was the judge was such a bonehead in the OJ trial. I know, I remember that Saturday Night Live did skits about him, you know, because he, he was all about Ito or Tito, whatever his name was. Cause it was he, Ito. Ito, because he was all about getting attention. You know, he didn't have control of the courtroom. This guy was clearly, clearly coming from a place of weakness. This judge was. He's happy to just let the jury do something and let it go to an appeal. He's taught, he's kicking that football down the road. That is, that is, that is disgusting to me. I can't stand weakness in any man. I'm a Southern woman. Okay. We don't tolerate weakness in a man, especially when this weakness involves abdicating your responsibility. You don't want to do your job, then get off the bench. You shouldn't okay? be there. You shouldn't be there. You cannot in any in any conscience, with any intellectual credibility, with any intellectual honesty, say you've got grounds for appeal, but I'm not going to give you a mistrial. Well, that's why I don't like any of these Supreme Court things that they're kicking down the road. It's like, OK, at least see it. Even if even if you rule in a favor, uh, uh, a non-favorable manner, at least you heard the case. Well, you know, we're, we're going to when sometimes when the Supreme Court denies a case, it doesn't get kicked down the road. It gets it gets done with and, and we're stuck with it. Right. Um, we don't have any Republicans crying today about what Matt still or, looking, or speaking still not out. seeing any still not seeing anything we, except for one Marjorie Taylor Greene she's called for for Waters to be expelled from Congress for inciting a, a, a riot why is she alone here seems like she's the only one McCarthy says hey Pelosi if you don't do something I will what does that even mean that's like me and my brother and, and, and sister in the back seat of a car I mean go ma mama Tim Timmy's looking at me you better do something. I keep looking at Congress, and Marjorie seems to be the only one ever She's standing the, up. This is ridiculous. She went on to say that um, she accused uh, Waters of um, inciting Black Lives Matter, di- quote, domestic terrorists to fire gunshots at National Guardsmen. True. Um, she went on to say that her her orders uh, that were recorded on video were directly led to more violence. True. Um, as a sitting 
United States Congresswoman represented uh, Maxine Waters threatened a jury demanding a guilty verdict and threatening violence if Chauvin is not found guilty. This is also an abuse of power. Waters must be expelled from Congress. Absolutely. Um, telling rioters this from Mike Berg, National Republican Congressional Committee. At least it's a statement, but where the, where the, where's the rest of the entire uh, Republican Party? Telling rioters who have burned buildings, looted stores, and assaulted journalists to get more confrontational is incredibly irresponsible. Every House Democrat should condemn Maxine Waters' call for violence. That's about as weak as this judge. That's, that's the head of the National Republican Party's response to this. Absolutely unacceptable. Um, if you're Derek Chauvin right now, this, you should be outraged right now as every as any American citizen to have a congressperson, somebody using their elected uh, position to try to in, in a, to subvert the legal process. Talk about an abuse of power. It's to deny you, to deny you your due process. To attempt to 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 um, that's criminal. Is that not criminal when you try to when you try to jury tamper? Uh, last time I checked. Yeah, I, I'm I'm old you enough. You or I to, would be thrown in jail, thrown in jail. Paul Manafort was. Paul Manafort was thrown in solitary confinement. He was he was um, put in jail and thrown in solitary confinement supposedly because he tried to coerce a witness or something. This is the same thing here. There's laws against jury tampering. And no Republican is is out there putting any pressure on the Democrats or on Congress. They're getting away with it. And, 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 and it's because the Republican Party doesn't care. We're going to take a break. I'm past the point of a break. When we come back, I want to continue the discussion because I think that the original sin here goes back with the Republicans' help long before we got here to the Chauvin situation. And we're also going to get into the, the Sicknick hoax. And that will include a discussion with my buddy Brian Maloney. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea K on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show, 888-344-1170. If you want to weigh in on any of the topics of the day, before the break, we were talking about uh, the Maxine Waters and her incitement of violence. Uh, she did live on TV and in an interview on a pro-Antifa site, she did live what President Trump was falsely accused of. At a time in which we have had almost ongoing nonstop riots and looting and burning down of cities and businesses pretty much almost nonstop for a year. And there is almost nobody in the Republican Party doing anything to call her out on it or to hold her accountable for it. Joining me now to discuss this and more is my buddy Brian Maloney of Red Wave America and Stop the Scalpings. Hello, my friend. Hey, I mean, it really shows the hypocrisy. And I think people are getting really, really fed up with this. Well, yeah, because there's videos going around of of uh, black people confronting journalists like a CNN reporter saying you're you're just making things worse here. Uh, there's there's lots of videos that the, the left is trying to suppress, of course, of black Americans saying that, you know, this you know, we we see what's going on here. You know, there was even a report today that the former president of the Hollywood Foreign Press Association got busted for an email calling the Black Lives Matter movement a racist hate movement. And it's absolutely true. You know, the more that 
but you know, and that's why Facebook had to shut down moving the uh, shut down anybody um, posting the article about the head of the Black Lives Matter gal buying four homes for three point two million dollars. You know, the, it's so many of Americans are are seeing what's happening, and I think that's one reason why Maxine Walters Waters went there. But you know, if you're on the jury, she not only incited violence against business people and and against you know uh, others on the street she incited violence by putting pressure on that jury what's going to happen yeah. brian maloney well, if they don't find yeah. him guilty of murder now well and that's the that's the problem because the media will dox these jurors so rule of law is effectively over i mean you know any kind of fair trial notion here is lost um and and these jurors know that the New York Times or CNN, Washington Post will will out who they are, where they live. Uh, their children won't be safe. I mean, their families won't be safe. Their property won't be safe. Uh, and the thing that I thought the the real thing that took the cake today was Al Sharpton tweeting, uh, head, headed to Minneapolis to stand with the Floyd family, uh, and and the video with it in his tweet is of him boarding a private jet. Um, <laughs> it, it, you know, so he's walking down the, the uh, runway, you know, getting onto this private jet. And I've, I mean, the tone deafness of this is just incredible. Did, uh, did he have someone who doesn't pay his taxes, right. owes the IRS millions, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you owe the IRS 20 bucks and they're after you to season your property or whatever. Yeah. And this guy can owe the millions and he boards a private jet. For, I mean, our country at this point is a joke. I mean, it really is. Well, I mean, yeah. It's because you, stock of the world. Yeah, because you're talking about that, that dude, the poverty pimp race hustler, got his career going with false rape charges. I'm old enough to remember Tawana Brawley. Okay, and how that whole thing went down. I know that as he stood next to Jesse Jackson Jr., with that, uh, with his Rainbow Coalition extortion racket was all about. And you know what? The Republican Party, I'm angrier today at the Republican Party. And this is an ongoing mantra with me. But we are here in part because of the Republican Party. Let's talk about hate crimes legislations that that Republicans went on board. There has been nothing, even no matter how, even if you think that he killed George Floyd with his knee, it still didn't have anything to do with skin color. And let's talk about the same thing with Dante Wright. Still didn't have anything to do with skin color. The 13-year-old who had a gun in his hand and pulled a gun on a cop. Still didn't have anything to do with skin color. But we are here because the Republicans allowed something called hate crimes legislation to get started in the first place, which basically said that anybody who was a victim of of a crime with dark skin, that uh, that they mattered more. And And it was worse that it happened to them than somebody white. Well, and fundamentally, everything that we're dealing with right now is because the Republican Party is weak and ineffective and, and feeble uh, and, and just unwilling or unable to lead. And you look at the mealy-mouthed language that so-called GOP leaders use in their tweets, um, it's just incredible. You know, Kevin McCarthy and, and Senate Republicans and I mean, with a couple of exceptions, maybe a Ted Cruz here and there. But for the most part, the GOP, they're always being careful what they say, uh, or they just don't know how to lead forward. We do not have an effective opposition party here, and one that has any interest in ever ruling again, yet we're told that if we don't stick with this party, we're going to be dividing up the vote. Well, why is anyone sticking with a party that offers us no hope or no way out of this at all? Um, while we just continue to deteriorate, the country has unraveled. Washington, I think, is our uh, is a failed 
place. I mean, Washington, I, mean, I think our federal government barely functions anymore. I really do. And the Republicans offer nothing but, you know, some very light language when the times just don't call for that. The times call for strong language, strong leadership, bold, effective moves forward. And you were getting that from some people like DeSantis, but I'm talking about, you know, the party leadership here. They're just not there and they don't know how to do it any other way. I think they're in on it. I was telling somebody earlier, we're talking to Brian Maloney of Red, of Red Wave America, and somebody was saying to me, well, you know, this just bodes well for the Republicans in 2022. I'm like, really, how? Because they will pack the court. We'll get some uh, SCOTUS updates for you guys later. But uh, Nancy Pelosi will bring a vote to, to court packing. She's putting it off because she wants the commission so that they can spend the next six months um, uh, softening the mark, conditioning the American people to accept it. And it will be from the commission, right? It won't be Joe Biden. Then they're going to pack the court. Then they're going to get their H.R. 1 where they centralize the, you know, the elections. I've got so part, one of the Supreme Court stories I've got has to do with election fraud. And um, when that when they get a HR1 done, which is centralizing the, the elections. There will be some backroom deals with the Republicans. The Republicans are not speaking up about it because uh, they don't, they, they want you to still give them money. They, they, they don't, they're right. not speaking out against the election fraud happening they, because they want you to think the elections are legit. So you'll give them money, uh, you know, right. to, to supposedly help them stop things. And, and I, and I literally believe that there will be backroom deals to make us think that there's two parties when they're one case in point in terms of the Republican party, um, they must be in on it because Liz Cheney, who voted to impeach President Trump for what Maxine Waters did, has I haven't heard a peep out of her today against no. Maxine Waters, nor about the hoax that was Brian Sicknick. Talk about well, she Sicknick. Might as well, she might as well just switch to the Democrat Party because she's going to lose the uh, GOP nomination next year anyway. Uh, but I mean, she has made it clear she's firmly on the left. I mean, she's not a moderate. Uh, these people are not moderates. They're on the left. And she's firmly on the left. So well, Right. Well, look at but, but the damage that's being done. The New York Times put out an article ex- describing pretty much not in excruciating detail, but describing an absolutely bloody, disgusting attack from a Trump supporter on Brian Sicknick with a fire extinguisher. And it was lies. Every bit of it was lies. It was actually a part of the impeachment. We find out today, months later, finally, what we what we all guessed from the beginning that this man died of natural causes, and the reason why, as um, Greenfield, I think Glenn Green, what's his name, Glenn Greenfield, Greenwald, Greenwald, Greenwald. he's got a great article out about it, and he talks about the fact that they had to have him. The reason why they pushed out this lie, this hoax, is that because no of the other deaths had any were they were all pro Trump people, and they were natural causes or drug overdoses, and Ashley Babbitt was gunned down by a black cop and she was unarmed and they're protecting his identity and he's not going to face any charges. So they had to hold on and push out this hoax over and over and over again, even using the man's body in the rotunda. And nobody and no, nobody, no Republican is outraged over this. It's disgusting and despicable to me. And that's why my theme every single day from now on is our capital no longer has any legitimacy uh, you know, Republicans are just a useless kind of afterthought in all this, but we have an illegitimate, hopelessly corrupt capital city uh, with a federal government that is barely functioning 
And Americans just have to start looking to their own states and saying, you know, you got to take your own state and figure out where you're going. Because if you're waiting for leadership from Washington, it's over. And, I mean, yeah. I think credibility was permanently lost this year. And I think we're seeing that now. Do you see apologies from any of these media hacks uh, over pr- promoting that fire extinguisher attack theory, which was completely unfounded, completely made up? When media outlets had to start kind of retracting it, they did it quietly in the middle of the night when no one was looking. uh, And a lot of them haven't even done that yet. No. So, uh, you know, why? I mean, they, you know, they don't even care about facts. You know, when they need a poll showing Biden, they have to oversample Democrats by 30 points to get it. Well, the media, well, the media truly are the enemy of the people. President Trump absolutely proved that Um, the Republican Party being feckless has led us to a state in this country to where many Americans actually believe lies that there are cops trying to gun down black people on the streets when when the Black Lives Matter uh, Marxist racist movement was burning down cities the Republican Party decided to to, to respond with a Juneteenth uh, holiday we, and right. you know and Minneapolis here's my theory and you can tell me if I'm wrong Minneapolis will burn no matter what happens because if he's found guilty they will say um, if he's found if he's acquitted they will say well we're look look what's happened we're we're victims and we're not going to take this and put up with it and if he's found guilty they're going to go see see how we're victimized see how america is awful we gotta we gotta burn down the city because because it's not even about chauvin it's about using and exploiting this for power well and that's it the cities have been burning continually and all those fools who you know i mean i guess some people actually did vote for biden and some of them you know some of them said well at least the rioting in the cities will stop you know, how stupid that was to try to appease this mob mentality by giving them what they wanted. And then they turned around and just kept burning and looting the cities. And, you know, when they torch an Apple store, I just laugh at this point. You know, Apple, these companies deserve to have their stores torched because they support all of this. They pander to this element. You know, they pander to the left. And, I'm hey, they get their stores burned down. As a result, they deserve it. So, yeah. I mean, what, what do you do at this point? What do you do? Do you sit there and say, let's stop Antifa because no one's trying to? If you stop BLM, no one's trying to. So then you just say, well, they're burning their own cities down. Great. Uh, as long as we hold the line where we live, right? I mean... Well, okay. quickly, before we got to let you go, um, there was a lot of anticipation about Mike Lindell's uh, social media site, Frank Speech. I received a VIP invite last week, could never get on. I I can't tell you how many times I tried, kept getting invalid codes and, you know, error codes and all this kind of stuff. Um, Today, um, it, it was it crashed. People weren't able to get on. He said his his explanation that that he was under attack, but there was no details. Although initially, um, you know, he said that he owned all of his own servers and it was and it was um, impervious to attack. Your thoughts? I don't know what to think. I went on there just a little while ago, and the only thing that's there right now is some kind of live feed of a live show where they're interviewing some people. I didn't see any kind of social media site there, and I also saw that there was. Google code on there, and I thought, well, what do you have anything to do with Google for? So I don't know who the people are that get hired to these things. I think fundamentally our problem on the right is we hire bad people. We hire the same old people over and over. We have the same old people who are our so-called movement leaders who really are not. 
Um, they got there because either a think tank decided they were a leader, like one, one guy I won't mention, uh, or, or they had large followings on Twitter. And that's not, that's not how you have a movement. It's not how you build a movement. So we've got to rebuild the right from the ground up. We've got some people who not, I love Mike and he's a great guy. I ran mm-hmm. around on his bus in Georgia a few months ago. Great guy. Oh, great he's a wonderful guy. guy. Good Christian. Yeah, yeah. So this isn't about Mike Lindell because I got photos of myself riding around sitting next to him on his bus. So I don't want anyone to think I don't like him. But, um, you know, the, the bottom line is um, that, you know, you need to make better hires, better choices. And that includes, you know, I think Trump needs to sometimes have better people surrounding him as well. Yeah. I don't always like the people that he picks or that uh, I don't think he picks them. I think Jared and Ivanka pick them. But this is the thing, you know, we, there are some people we kind of need to get rid of. Uh, and, you know, if we really want to go forward with this, because uh, some of these are just kind of... Well, I hope he gets yeah. the bugs out. I hope he works it out because right now we're, we're um, control the message and you control minds. We've got a mainstream media that is literally pushing out gross lies and hoaxes. The Sicknick story was a hoax that was perpetrated by the mainstream media. Right. To, and, and, and think about what they did with this story. They got a... a, a President impeached for the second time. The goal of that was that he could never run for re-election again. They were able to use that to ban him permanently from Twitter, ban him from Facebook, and it was all a lie. Every bit of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And now that there's proof of that, they're pretending the whole thing didn't happen. So, I mean, I I do think more Americans see through it now. I think, uh, you know, if you had any real accurate, honest polls out there, they, they would not show much support for any of this madness. It's not there. Well, I just it's not. No, it's not. And we as conservatives need to stop making justifications. We need to be supporting new media. We need to be supporting Parler. Is There's an article out that Parler's going to be back up uh, soon. Um, I'm hof- Hopefully, uh, Mike Lindell will get his site up, up and running and that people will eventually completely leave Facebook and Twitter um, because we, we're going to we need to stop feeding and supporting the monsters that are eating us alive and Absolutely. right all right brian maloney thank you so much for being here i appreciate thank it you. have a good night hun. all right we come back we got to give you guys some scotus updates we got to tell you about a a move to make masks permanent as a mandate and uh, more so come on back 888-344-1170 Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. A-K, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show, 888-344-1170. Just continuing our conversation about social media and conservatives. Uh, um, Parler, uh, article here, Parler will relaunch on Apple's App Store next week. Here's the, see what you think about this, Mr. Skins. The CEO, Mark Meckler, said the company had, quote, worked to put in place systems that will, see what's wrong with this sentence? Let me ask you that way. Um, The company had, quote, worked to put in place systems that will better detect unlawful speech, and allow users to filter content undesirable to them while maintaining our strict prohibition against content moderation based on viewpoint. Uh, they just contradicted themselves. The whole point of Parler was that there, it was unrestricted free speech. There's no such thing as unlawful speech. 
There's no such thing as unlawful speech. I would have just said, you know what? Fine. We're not going to go back on the app store. We'll stay on the web. Yeah. So basically, you've caved. Mark Meckler and Parler, you've caved. And, you know, I get it. Apple and Android have, you know, when it comes to apps, they have a monopoly. There's nowhere else and, you can go. And there's nowhere else you can go for an app. But you know what? You know what I would probably do in this case is I would. Well, you know. Um, That's why I said I would stay on the web. I'd, find I'd stay on the, the web. Stay on the web. We need to be putting pressure on our Congress people. And oh, by the way, remember back it was the Republicans that refused to remove the 230 protections that made social media sites publishers. The Republican Party could have stopped this, right? Another point I want to mention, going back before I move on ultimately from the Maxine Waters thing and the, and the whole and the sickening, sickening hoax thing that was used to falsely impeach a sitting president of the United States um, by falsely declaring that he incited an insurrection, an armed insur- a deadly armed insurrection. None of it happened. Every bit of it a hoax, right? The FBI is still... Tweeting out all day long pictures of people outside the Capitol on January 6th. Meanwhile, ain't nobody doing anything about any of the rioting and burning and looting that's happening across this country. We've got to start getting active and pushing back. And one of the ways that we can do that is voting with our feet and not continue, continuing to, to, to contribute to businesses like Coca-Cola or any other ones. Oh, I made that decision right? the other day. I am right. done with Coke. I will never have one of their products again. I tell you what I'm not going to do. I'm not going to read Amy Coney Barrett's book uh, that she got a $2 million deal on. Gee, you think maybe that's why she's suddenly being all friendly, changing her, changing her position on, on uh, things being constitutional? Case in point, the Supreme Court passed on, a Second Amend- on multiple Second Amendment cases um, that challenge a, a lifetime ban on gun, gun ownership. There were three challenges to a federal ban on gun ownership for people convicted of nonviolent crimes. Now, in 2019, Amy Coney Barrett, she was a dissenter. There was a case with a guy who had been uh, convicted of a nonviolent crime. Um, let me see what he what he did in 2019. Um, he pled guilty to one count of mail fraud, so he was given a permanent lifetime ban on buying a gun she dissented she said that was too strict yet today the supreme court uh one of the cases they refused to hear had to do with three people that received lifetime bans on buying a gun guess what their cases were now and you got to keep you got to remember that this while we've got illegals fledging across the border with no background check being told that that we can't deny illegals by the ability to buy a gun one was a woman who um made a false statement on her tax return. Another was a man um, who <laughs> he counterfeited and smuggled cassettes from the 80s. Does anybody even you know, have if a- you're going to go out, <laughs> copyright the, or take the 80s. Yeah. Cassette tapes from wow. the 80s and he can't buy a gun. What part of your Second Amendment rights, what part of shall not be infringed does Amy Coney Barrett and the rest of these SCOTUS not understand? They also refused. I select the second one. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta laugh because it's like insane. It's, it's, it's insane. Why do the Dems need to pack the court, right? There's, there's no reason. They already got it. Another case they refused to hear had to do with Pennsylvania. 
A suit was filed by a congressional candidate, Jim um, Bonet, and and it had to do with the the Pennsylvania Supreme Court uh, exceeding their authority. This is when the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania last uh, rewrote last, I think it was August or September, rewrote the election law to allow for mail-in ballots to come in three days after Election Day. That's what the Pennsylvania Supreme Court did. This is this is even worse than some, you know, um, some some secretary of state somewhere, which happened in other places going outside the state legislature. This is the court sitting there doing a John Roberts, getting out the pen and rewriting election law. And the Supreme Court denied hearing this case today. Um, This the uh, the guy who um, let's see, Thompson. Gosh, I'm going to need some reading glasses here. Thompson argued that the state Supreme Court rewrote, this is his attorney, election deadlines and said that the Constitution gives authority to state legislators and not judges to handle federal election laws. Again, what what part of this did Amy Coney Barrett not understand? Did she not, did they, she miss this part? I think that's pretty was straightforward. She, was she a Mardi Gras down in New Orleans with the day they taught law and law school? Must be. I don't that understand. That like pretty straightforward to me. You know, um, they, got, they go on to say that although, although Election Day has passed, the disputes around these questions are not going away. Absolutely not. 75 million of us, even 30 percent of Democrats believe that there, there was fraud going you know, I'm on. Hearing this, oh, oh, you're, it's not about us Republicans. It's about people that want a fair election. It's about the United States of America. We're now officially a banana republic. But congrats on your book deal, Amy Coney Barrett. Congrats on that. We're going to take a break. We come back. We got some mask news as well as some vaccine news to get into when we come back. Biden has finally admitted that there's a crisis at the border, right? Um, or did he just wake up and finally somebody told him? I don't know. Somebody wheeled him out. You know, hey, look, anyway, we got more to talk about, so don't go away. Be sure to follow Andrea Kay on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea Kay. Spelled K-A-Y-E. A-K, dynamite and address, or just Andrea Kay. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. You can call me hungry because I was hungry right now. <laughs> Back to looking at food posts on Instagram. <laughs> Always. <laughs> All right, uh, you guys want to definitely uh, tune in tomorrow night because we've got special guest uh, Todd Erzin is going to be here. He's a co-host of the Steve Day Show, which I watch every day. Um, I, I know I probably shouldn't say that because they're not on Salem Media, but these boys are brilliant. They got a book out called Fauci Bargain. They've done so much research on Fauci, and they're going to be here on tomorrow night's show to uh, give you all some truth that and, and some and to understand the truth about what's been going on because it's been like a shock and awe once he once trump put him out there and gave him credibility it's been hard to uh to get people to see him for the con man that he is um so definitely tune in for that uh speaking of that um, one of the cons was that about masks after he told everybody you don't need masks it's dumb to wear a mask then he came out and pushed masks and suddenly the american people believed him right uh, I said from the beginning that the masks were a mind control device, and they clearly are. And um, you can, and, and how can you know that? Because Oregon, 
Oh, by the way, well, you can know it, first of all, because the the rates of cases or death or whatever didn't change before, during, or after any masks. And Numbers we, don't add and, up. And, and, you know, they don't hold in anything. And it defies common sense, science, rational thinking, et cetera. It's not right? hard. It's not hard. Oregon, though, they're weighing a permanent mask mandate because, and get their reason for it, not because there's any science or data to support it, which there's not, but because the deadline... For them, um, for uh, when they got these mandates done through an emergency order, that ends on May 4th. So it's like, oh, oh, we, 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 we're running out of power. We're we're running out of power. (laughs) Give it to her. She's got captain. (laughs) Exactly. It's ridiculous. Um, uh, the uh, somebody asked them a question. Uh, I think it was um, a state Republican, state Senator Kim Thatcher said, "When will masks be unnecessary? What scientific studies do these mandates rely on? None. In fact, you can go all over the National Institutes of Health, going back to a recent COVID, uh, COVID uh, coronavirus SARS, SARS two, which was the uh, I think it was the avian the bird flu, where they said masks don't work. But even if you think that they work, wear one." You don't Fine, mandate right. you don't Do you don't mandate it from anybody else. Stanford just came out with a study. Here's what they had to say about masks. Psychological and physiological effects of wearing face masks and their potential health consequences. Just some highlights of the physiological effects. Shortness of breath, increased lactate concentration, deadline uh, decline in pH levels, acidosis, toxicity, toxicity, inflammation, self-contamination. Um, increased muscle tension, immunosuppression, increase in stress hormones, adrenaline, noradrenaline, cortisol, psychological effects, um, activation of fight or flight res- uh, stress response, chronic stress condition, fear, mood, st- mood disturbances, insomnia, fatigue, compromised cognitive performance. That's where you're crazy and you have distorted thinking. You catastrophize stuff. Andrew, you know how many people I see hardcore, not like my light or moderate, which is bad enough, hardcore exercising and the masks are plastered to their face. Right. And, 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 and they're exercising outside because you can still go into a pot shop, but you can't go into a gym. None of this makes any sense. There is nothing that, that, that is about science, about common sense, about reasoning, about health care involved in any of this. Here's the health consequences. This from a Stanford Study increased predisposition for viral and infection uh, illnesses, headaches, anxiety, depression, hypertension, cardiovascular disease, cancer, diabetes, Alzheimer's, exacerbation of existing conditions and diseases, accelerated aging process. So if I can't appeal to your common sense, can I appeal maybe to your to your vanity, ladies in Southern California? Health deterioration, premature mortality. We're being killed with masks. We're also uh, being killed with vaccines, by the way. And yeah, people are dying. And let me tell you, I don't believe that the deaths for coronavirus were as inflated as they were without believing that the deaths from vaccines are being underreported. Right? I think it's a no-brainer. Absolutely no-brainer. I want to read to you something that a doctor posted on Facebook. Do I have a minute left? Do I have time to read it? Uh, 45 seconds, quick. All right, then I'm going to save it for tomorrow because I want to get into Justice it. Justice do. Yeah, um, yeah, particularly, and it feeds in with um, with having Fauci and Bargain on because, and one of my questions is going to be for these guys if they agree with me, uh, who with Doctor Yaden, that none of this made sense. We've been lied to by Fauci, and there's no bla- there's no benign explanation for it. Hey, thanks for being here tonight, Brian. Thank you, Brian Maloney. Thank you, Skins. Thanks to the listeners. We'll see you out tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out. 